0: A civil war divides Syria with a devastating human toll. Millions of Syrians are stranded as refugees, but the civil war is also putting the culture and the music of the country in jeopardy. I'm Patrick Rusimano, and this is Fordham Conversations. Today, I'm talking with Mohammed Al-Siyadi. He's a professor of Arabic studies and a musician in New York City. He was born and raised in Aleppo, Syria. We are talking about the musical heritage of Syria and how he is working to preserve it. Now, most people don't really have a good understanding of what's going on in Syria. Could you briefly describe the conflict? Uh, Briefly.
1: Um, Patrick, first, thank you so much for uh, inviting me here to give a voice to the uh, Syrian refugees uh, here in the U.S. and around the globe. Two, uh, the Syrian revolution started in 2011, Uh, In the south of the city of Daraa, and uh, started with the Syrian children who went to to school to write a few words to protest to protest uh, the uh, the political system in Syria, uh, specifically the dictatorship system and uh, Bashar Assad. Uh, Then from there we see uh, 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 the Syrian uprising. We call it the Arab Spring. Syrian. Uh, uprising, later we called it Syrian revolution, later they called it the you know uh, conflict, or they called it the civil war. Uh, for some reason, I, I, I don't like the term civil war because it's not Syrians who's killing Syrians. We see Ir- Iranian soldiers uh, inside Syrians, we see Hezbollah from Lebanon going into Syrian territories to kill Syrians, we see Assad. Is killing Syrians. Then we see the ISIS and jihadists who is coming from all over the world to kill Syrians. Uh, and the result, as you mentioned, we have nine million and a half refugees outside of Syria, and, uh, and they spread between Turkey, which is they have almost three million Syrian refugees, and then we have in, Le- in Jordan over two million Syrian refugees. Then in Lebanon, almost another like two million. And the rest, they are in Europe, uh, around Europe, uh, Sudan, uh, Iraq, believe it or not. Some of them went back to Iraq. Mm -hmm. So um, it it, it is, uh, I would say, it is is a proxy war. What we see in Syria now is a proxy war. So it's fascinating how we move from uh, revolution to uh, uh, chaos.
0: Yes. So you grew up in Aleppo. Could you uh, describe the city of your childhood?
1: Aleppo is the most beautiful ancient city. Uh, uh, Aleppo is a 5,000 years old living city. Uh, uh, The the, the location is northern Syria. Uh, In the north, we have Turkey. And then in the east, we have Iraq. And then in the west, we see uh, Greek, Europe, and so on. So it it is literally the heart of the Middle East. Uh, the oldest temple in the world, Jewish temple in the world, is in Aleppo, and uh, the oldest Jewish community in the world is in Aleppo. Then, if we go talk about early churches, the Orthodox churches, and which is still some of them, they still exist, we see that in Aleppo. Later, we see the Byzantines, uh, Roman Empire, Persian. So we see we see many empires built on top of uh, uh, that city's monuments, schools. Uh, later, we see. Sanctuaries, uh, churches, and so on. So uh, that also brought uh, businesses, uh, ideas, music, tunes from all over the world. So we have genre in Aleppo. The name of genre of music we call it the Alipian Wasla. Literally, is extensions of tunes that came from different cities from the Silk Road, from China, from India, from Africa, uh, uh, from the Middle East, and so on. And we play that tunes uh, throughout our uh, daily life in weddings, uh, funeral uh, uh, celebrations, and so on. And it is just this fascinating system to see that uh, many, many years ago, the people of Aleppo celebrated the other nations' uh, tunes and rhythms and beats and so on.
0: Your big project you 've been working on for years is you 're trying to preserve the music of Syria and Aleppo. Describe your process. How do you go about doing this?
1: I started in two thousand four uh, um, immediately after the Iraqi or the second Iraqi war uh, after i uh, you know heard about uh, the loss of of the Iraqi radio station, so I was so angry because it has we know from our friends, our scholars, that has a huge archive uh, for Iraqi music, maqams, and so on. So then I was afraid. I said, this is going to happen to Aleppo also at one point. That was the notion after September 11th. If Syria was part of the axis of evil countries. And it was Iraq, Syria, Iran, then became Iraq, uh, Iran, Korea. Uh, so I was afraid, and I met with my friend. I asked him this very important question: like, how can you help me, or what can we do to preserve the Aleppian music? Because it is the center of the Middle East. Uh, so when you say Aleppo, it doesn't mean just the music came just from Aleppo. It came as I mentioned earlier, came from different countries. So the process I divided to uh, three major parts. Part one is I hired people in Aleppo in Damascus to uh, ship uh, and uh, uh, send me to my home in, in the Bronx uh uh c d s cassettes whatever they can find and i actually i used to pay them salaries uh, and their job is really uh, difficult because they need to convert certain uh you know uh, seventy eight records or or, or 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 that to to m p three part two was uh uh notating this uh music uh part three to put this this music with sibelius uh, uh, on, on my website, al-sayadi.com. It is A-L-S-I-A-D-I dot com. And uh, within that, I put all the maqams, the tunes that we use in Aleppo, all the rhythms, and also the authentic files that uh, recorded. Uh, some of them belong to my master. Some of them belong to Syrian artists, and so on. And part uh, one, the major part of that is uh, playing uh, the music uh, musical notations uh, through sibelius uh, on, on the computer, and that is really fascinating because uh, I capture the the frequencies of Aleppo i didn 't just use the Western uh, system, which is step half step what I did is I used a comma system, and this is very crucial. Uh, it took me literally two years to uh, rewrite the, the program uh, using uh, Sibelius. So technically, each note has a specific number, uh, stands for uh, the frequencies of that tunes. So uh, the idea is to, to to preserve it as it, without changing or simplifying the sounds. Uh, so I tested it, it took try, uh, time, but then I discovered it's a huge project. Uh, so what I did is I searched for a model's for other students later, if they're going to take over, they can really build on it uh, uh, with uh, with less difficulties.
0: What do you, What do you hope happens to the music that you're trying to preserve?
1: There's two parts here. Part is uh, uh, which is, is painful. Uh, since 2012, 13, 14, until now, we lost hundreds of musicians, artists. Uh, then the archive of the, our music in Aleppo is just gone, destroyed. Uh, imagine so we lost we lost a lot so the the question is how can uh, and now Syrians they are all over the world uh um uh, how what is the best way to keep them in touch with their identity with their culture with their heritage? I would say cyberspace is important uh, to this technology that's been created by brilliant uh, uh researchers uh, scientists. They give us the tool actually to 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 preserve this music and also keep it alive. The idea is not just archiving it's also can we share it So uh, I can measure from my, my my website when I look at uh, the, the you know the heart of the website, I can see who's logging in, who's playing, where are they, and so on. So I see the fluctuations now. Uh, around the globe, uh, people, they are hearing certain tunes, certain songs, and so on. And that is, is fascinating to see why now, why this song. It tells us a lot. If the people, they are searching for something to connect to. And that is what happened to me during the first civil war in 79. Uh, I was searching. I'm home. Again, no electricity, uh, no TV. Uh, what's going to do? You go crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, 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 at one point, uh, you're going to start singing, you want to chant and and they're going to do something with it. So uh, I believe in uh, Syrians today, they are in total isolations, even as 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 inside Syria, the one who's stuck now in that horrible situation or the one who is now refugees around the globe. I would say music is uh, is a, po- a soft power is power. We can really do something w- with it, you know, to change the, uh, the narrative
0: so you don't just work pr- to preserve the music you also perform it how did that start
1: uh started with the uh, composer malik Jindali. uh myself uh first concert was uh in front of the white house uh in, in dc in in um in i believe in march 2000 if to, uh, yeah it was june yeah around like june july in front of the white house in 2011, it was impor- an important concert because that concert changed our life forever. Uh, um, uh, reason because um, Malik Jandali paid heavy price because they took his mom and dad in Syria and Hamas. And, um, you know, uh, they beat him up, they hurt him. Then the, for our former ambassador, American ambassador uh, uh, Ford, uh, helped them to bring them here to the U.S. Uh, as a refugee. His dad is a famous surgeon, and and so on. He lost his hospital. He lost all of that because of one song. We went to play one song. It's just this is a real story, and uh, you can you know search and and search about it. You see a lot of articles about it, and so on. So then the question was uh, in 2012: What can we do to to uh, to shed the light on, on on the Syrian heritage, music, and so on? So I, I was already working on from 2004 until, you know, 2011, 12 to preserve the music. The question uh, came from Malik to me. They like, please send me something so I can uh, c- compose. Can I uh, re- do, you know, write on new orchestrations and, and using classical forms to preserve this music and also to spread around the globe? So we started with duet, uh, piano and oud. Piano is an industrial instrument. Oud, uh, O-U-D, uh, is ancient instrument. And uh, we tested uh, 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 any concerts that we played back then. People came and asked, we need more. Okay. So then we started uh, the trio, uh, Malik, uh, myself, and uh, Laura Mikfeldt. A cellist who, who who finished her degree uh, Juilliard, and then she did finish her masters and uh, degree uh, from uh, uh, Mannes College of Music. So we met, we we played, and then we started traveling to play around the globe. We uh, we have invitation. We play with, uh, with, in front of the Queen Queen of Spain, Queen Sofia, then in Vienna, uh, in France. Uh, uh, Germany and uh, m- many countries. And then on a yearly basis at Carnegie Hall. So uh, this year this is a few weeks, a few days ago, uh, we play at Carnegie Hall. We release uh, uh, the Syrian Symphony and Heraith Symphony. Um, and next year uh, uh, January 3rd next year 2018 we're going to release our second cd uh, for the trio uh, and the name of the cd is the jasmine tree
0: so this is taking you all over the world
1: yes and but we never thought about it this way uh, it came naturally and uh, also people started asking if like who is Syrian, what is Syria all about and so on so the best presentation was always music uh music also pr- presents truth uh again you cannot kill music uh you cannot kill art there's like two things like we 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 are at, we need to acknowledge uh, reason because that is what is left for the Syrians so far you know if you look at all the news uh, right buildings uh, refugees death, and so on see so the only thing is left is their art and and music is part of that.
0: This is WFUV's Fordham Conversations on 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Russomano. Today, I'm talking about the future of Syrian music with Mohammed al a Fordham professor and classically trained musician from Aleppo, Syria. Now, the music that you're archiving, that you've paid people to collect and then sent to you, what kind of music is that, if you could contextualize that too?
1: Well, let's divide it to, to, uh, to categories. Jewish songs that if you go now at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning to Brooklyn uh, to Jewish synagogues from Aleppo, Halab, uh, you're going to hear these tunes. So you're going to hear the cantors. Uh, one of them, my friend, is uh, Rabbi Afram. Uh, you're going to hear the same exact tunes. And actually you're going to hear it in the Aleppian dialect. Uh, uh, you're going to see women, children listening to the canture and so on. Then if you go to also Brooklyn, not far away, or Paterson, New Jersey, Clifton, you're going to hear the Th- Syrianic Church. Uh, the priest is, is or, or is uh, singing, chanting, and ancient uh, tunes, uh, and also Aramaic, the ancient Aramaic language, the language of Jesus Christ. And then, if you go to the mosques in the month of Ramadan, you're going to hear uh, the chanting, the same exact songs with different lyrics uh, w- through the Sufis' uh, uh, choirs and so on. So then if you go to uh, weddings, Jewish weddings, or the Christians' wedding, or the Muslim weddings in New Jersey, New York, uh, Rhode Island, and so on, in California, Venezuela, Argentina, Brazil, you're going to hear the same exact music. And sometimes you might see also the same band, because usually we arrange all these weddings around March uh, April, May, where they travel uh, around uh, the U.S., then uh, around Latin America, and so on, the same group, and they are my friends. So um, I am my my best part of in these activities is when I also ask my friends, I'm going to come and play for free, but under one condition. I need to put my cameras, and I need to absorb it. I'm going to ask you many questions. So uh, for many years, I was really collecting also the music in diaspora because uh, some of those people being forced to leave Syria in 1880 they have been here Syrians been here in the US since 1880 and actually they all over latin americans since that's the same exact time but they kept their heritage uh, right mm-hmm.
0: now are like genres like rock jazz and hip hop popular in Syria
1: it is popular also in Aleppo now but uh, uh, because of the political system they did not allow them to be on tv but at the same time, we I attend many concerts. Burj, uh, uh, Qassis and Hiraj, they are Armenians who is from Aleppo, play beautiful jazz music. Uh, actually, they are still in Aleppo. Uh, and then I can give you a list of uh, uh, bands in Aleppo that I witnessed in the eighties. So uh, the only problem is you, they are not allowed to be on TV or radio station because that is the government, that is the nationalist uh, Arab nationalist Baathist party who's controlling everything, the contents, the music, the composers, the work, and so on.
0: Now we move on to the travel ban. That recently, The travel ban recently blocked visa holders from coming from Syria, among other countries, into, into the United States. How do travel bans affect your project?
1: Uh... I will give you an example. A few days ago, I received a phone call from a famous singer who is here in, in, uh, from Sira, from Aleppo, his name Youssef Yusuf Shimon. um And my friend told me, it is a time to, to do something because now most of the musicians that we were waiting for to come, because now is the season. Uh, 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 now we usually around this month, you, we receive the musicians from Aleppo or from, coming from different country, and then uh, we, we they stay here in New Jersey, and then we start doing our rehearsals, and then we have weddings, we have concerts, we have big events for universities, Rutgers or, or, or other universities who is into listening to this genre that because it has dubke, has dance, and it has many components, and suddenly now all these musicians have been denied the the, the, the visas uh, and they cannot come here. And now we need to come up with a plan. And the plan is, uh, uh, can we uh, come back together? Can we put our energy and focus to perform this music in, in uh, the most, I would say, uncomfortable political climate? Because also we are hurt inside. And silent. like, how are we going to now go and play in a wedding? Uh, our best friend who used to come here on a yearly basis, they've been denied their visas. And They're artists. And they and, and they never abuse their visas. They always they come here this country. They obey the the law. They finish the concert. They leave. So they're not intention here to stay here. And and if you look at their records, they never broke their, uh, that that uh, you know law. So the question is, why are you denying Syrian artists uh, entering this country?
0: So how's the war impacting the project?
1: Uh, since I would say 2011-12 most of the people that used to help me stopped helping me sending those files because it's just crazy I'm busy uh, uh, buying bread for my my family I'm not going to now search for MP3 files or convert this, all of that so a lot of the people used to help me either move to Damascus or flee the country and so on so uh, um, the last time I received any any files was around 2011-12 uh, uh, and that is really interrupted this. Now, I was bidding maybe kind of they can upload it from from Turkey or Jordan, all of this. But the problem is those people, they are again, I can't even see them in or, or or track their addresses or their locations.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do you think the mass displacement of people in Syria is going to affect the musical identity of the people from Aleppo and Syria?
1: This is very important question. You can write a PhD about it, uh, and and actually I'm thinking about like day and night, and like how far is this going to be good or bad, and so on. But for some reason, as as long as we have uh, 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 you know churches, mosques, uh, 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 synagogues, and so on, or Sufis and priests and all of that, I believe they are the foundation of this, the core of this music. So at the end of the day, if you are Syrian, you're going to go to the Syrian church or you're going to go to the mosque and so on. So uh, um, and part of uh, the prayer is the tunes. So I'm bidding on that and like uh, we are uh, going to, uh, you know, evolve around it. Uh, the picture is not dark. But my concern is between, uh, uh, we have something called now a lost generation. Uh, what does it mean, Lord We have kids who who's not in schools anymore and and uh, they are working in, in you know black market and so on, so on, so on, so on. So we have many stories. The question is, how can we bridge them with their communities? That is really my biggest concern. If, like, how can we, instead of let them uh, let ISIS take over them or, or, or Al-Qaeda, all of that. And this is very serious question for me. How can we uh, put them in touch with their churches, with their religion institutions, and so on? So to make your questions very short, I will say uh, music is should be part of the education in the refugee camps. We need to do that because it's not just tune and music. Uh, in it, we have the poetry lyrics that has our morals, our our uh, way of thinking, uh, uh, our peace, love, and so on. So uh, um, we need to focus on that part, right?
0: Yes. Now, some of the groups you mentioned, like ISIS and al-Qaeda, they're very culturally oppressive. Is there a relationship between those groups and musicians?
1: Absolutely, because uh, uh, art uh, art in general is dangerous. Uh, if you are a creative person, uh, you are smart, and and then you can differentiate between uh, uh, extremism or 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 jihadi, the, the, and then or the the terrorist groups. Uh, and we we see uh, ISIS in in city in city of and outside of Aleppo and the, the town like Al Bab and all of that went to the factories where they you have, where you build instruments like oud or kanun or knife, flute all these instruments, and they destroy those shops. And and they, they put it on video on YouTube. So they, they were not shy and say they're going to destroy all the instruments. They did the same thing in their capital, ar uh, uh, and and uh, did the same thing to the musician, artist, and so on. In the beginning, believe it, when we saw it, we, when we saw those images, we were laughing and said so they're just funny guys. This are crazy. But we, we didn't even took that seriously around 2013. When we started to alert people in the West, these people, they're really crazy. They, we don't know where they came from. They don't speak our language. They don't speak our dialect. Uh, they're not the same looking like us. They don't look like us to begin with. And now telling our artists what to do, what not to do. And then they went to the museums, destroyed museums, went to artists, killed artists, and so on. So uh, extremists in general, specifically the Wahhabi groups, that came from Saudi Arabia to 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 Afghanistan now now in in my country Syria, they brought with them this ideology. And they are like art is enemy, so if you're artist, composer, singer, we're going to kill you. That very that's that simple. So uh, there is uh, the outcome of that is uh, uh, either you're going to protest, you're going to get killed, or you're going to leave, or you're going to give up. And I saw all of that. I saw that in my, through my friends uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, who's either lost their life or today they are uh, homeless uh, there's no they don't have houses, they don't have anything because they, they decided to to leave. so the picture is really here uh, um, uh, dark in terms of like art uh, life human human being, the life, the soul of the human being. We're not killing just a human being we're taking their soul from them right uh by not helping them so
0: at one point we need to help the Syrians when Syria is once again safe and the war is over do you see yourself going back to Aleppo and trying to bring the music back
1: uh it's a tough question like can, are, are we going to go to Aleppo uh, that that i never put like a deadline or or, or date for for that into like am i I'm going to be in Aleppo at one point um Okay, let's put a number. Let's say by 2025, Aleppo is free. Nobody is bombing Aleppo. Um, I'm going to be there. I say, why not? But it's going to be for a mission. Uh, 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 My house now is is New York. When I came in here, I decided to be in New York. Uh, uh, and, And from here, I can help a lot. But if I go there, I can bring back their archive. I can bring them books with their music on it. I can bring them instruments. Also, if I can build music school uh, for, to, to, for the Syrians, for the Olympians, and 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 for the Western scholars to, to, to learn from that 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 city, then that would be the, this is the only mission uh, that I you know I I I love I like to do.
0: So, if we can get personal, um, if you're comfortable with it, how have you and your family been affected by the current conflict?
1: you'd be surprised if I told you I have thousands of my family get killed uh, that is a fact uh, specifically from my dad's side and I'm not saying all of them they were innocents I have innocents I have people who fought with Assad I have people who fought against Assad but I would tell you the majority who lost their life they were just innocent children uh, kids uh, students uh, so I lost a lot uh, uh, of, of them and I have a lot in Turkey who's asking for my help on a daily basis, especially in Turkey, because Aleppo is very close to them, so so they left Aleppo and went to Turkey. Um, uh, so, and then uh, said, destroy my house, one of the oldest houses also in Aleppo. It is a sanctuary Sufi school, and the shrine of my great-grandfather is in that house. They destroyed it in 2013 for no reason. It's just a house. Right? Uh, so... Uh, um, and then also we have the jihad is doing more damage and so on. So I'm telling you, if you look at it from a personal uh, point of view, uh, uh, I'm angry, I'm very upset. But at the same time, we, 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 uh, we need to live our life in, in, a, in, a, in a balance.
0: Otherwise, you go crazy. Yes. So how has this conflict changed the definition of home for you?
1: I have two wars now, uh, Patrick. What is in Syria and now in the U.S. with Trump? <laughs> now I'm asking about what is the meaning of my existence, actually. Uh, that is a very important question. What is the meaning of home now? If if uh, my country is a ruined country, Syria, that I left 20 years ago for a political reason, I came because I believe here is is is, 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 is a free country. Uh, you have social justice. You have democracy. You have the tools as a citizen to participate, right, to protect your ideas and so on and to share it also, and now I see this ban on Syrians, which is, I would say, we were not terrorists, never, in history. And now I see, um, in my passport, uh, you see, I'm Syrian also. So what is the meaning of C- uh, me being American, and then I have, if you see, the ban on Syrians, right? And on Syrians in, in, in general, the one who has green card or the one who has certain visas and so on, so on, so, on. so Two, I am Muslim Syrian. That is another problem. So now you are, again, between two rocks. Uh, 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 I already have a war over there, and now I need to have another war to protect my existence. So the idea about home, believe it or not, is gone altogether when Mr. Trump signed that law.
0: I would like to thank my guest, Mohammed Al-Siadi, for taking the time to talk with me today. You can find Fordham Conversations on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and catch up on shows you've missed with our weekly podcast. For WFUV's Fordham Conversations, I'm Patrick Rusimano.